you celebrate a mountaintop because there's like a thousand times before you reach that summit that you wanted to turn around. Like at least a thousand times, right? So you're like, oh my goodness, I overpowered my desire to turn around a bazillion times. I'm going to take this photo. I'm going to wave my flag. I'm going to show you that I made it because I almost didn't every step before this one, right? So that's a thing. And then also we have so many limiting beliefs. Like I was, okay, this sounds like a great idea, but I can't do that. I don't have time to train. I can't be away from my kids that long. Those mountains are hard. I don't know how to sleep in a tent. Like there's so many things that are easy to keep us stuck. But when you commit to a life of doing hard things, then you realize, well, I don't care what's easy. The hard doesn't matter. I'm here to do hard things. That's how you expand. That's how you grow. That's how you become. Welcome to another episode of Listeners to Lead, where I'm helping podcasters launch and maintain a lead generating show. I'm your host, Alicia Galati, the CEO and head podcast strategist behind Galati Media, a full service podcast management company. On this show, you'll hear my guests and I discuss everything it takes to launch a successful podcast and keep it running. If you're ready to get leads, land speaking gigs, and create deeper connections with your audience through your podcast, then this is the show for you. Today on the podcast, we have Jen. Now, this episode is a tiny bit different than some of our other ones where typically we just talk about podcasting. But this one, Jen is sharing some of her insights from climbing quite a few mountains, getting to a point in her life where she knew she wanted to live for her and she was going to decide what that looked like. So it's a very, very inspiring episode. And we also talk about podcasting. So don't think that this is not for you. Definitely listen and be inspired to go after the hard things in life, to do the things that you might find difficult. And here are some of the ways that Jen is using her podcast to grow her audience, to promote her new book, and to connect with people who have done really incredible things. Without further ado, please join me in welcoming Jen to the podcast. Hello, Jen. Thank you so much for being here. I'm very, very excited to introduce you to my audience. Before we get started into all of the awesome details of your journey, if you could just tell everyone who you are, what you do, and about your podcast. Yeah, for sure. So my name is Jen Drummond. Thank you so much for having me here today. I'm a mom of seven, a world record holder, a business owner. I have a podcast called Seek Your Summit. And most recently, I've become an author to the book titled Breakproof, Seven Strategies to Build Resilience and Achieve Your Life Goals. So it's been busy, busy, busy. <laughs> yes, I only have two, but I'm the oldest of five. So I'm like imagining like, Oldest of five yes. and then adding to no, thank you. No, no, so I know. You have your work cut out for you for sure. I want to talk a little bit about your journey and how you kind of got started because from reading about you and learning about you, I've really been able to understand your journey. But if you could just kind of let everybody know more about how you got started into all of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went to college and graduated and took a job in finance. And then I started my own company and finance, which was awesome. I started to hire myself out of a job when I had children. And then I kind of plateaued, right? Like mm -hmm. I had all these kids and I was like, well, 
I always need to be available, even though they're all in school. What happens if they need me? Like, I want to be there for them and whatever. And this is the season of motherhood. And then luckily for me, I got into a horrific car crash that did not take my life, even though the police think it should have. And it woke me up to living. And it reminded me that we do not have endless time on this planet and waiting for the perfect moment to do X, Y, or Z is never going to happen. So 2019 became a big year of my bucket list. Who is Jen? What does Jen want to do? Why is Jen here? What is Jen even like? And I actually had a conversation with my kids and I said, hey, listen, mom's going to start doing her and you and the business so that she's just a little more excited about these days because we don't know if this is our last decade or year or month or week. And when I was looking over that list that I had built of things I wanted to do and experience, climb a mountain stood out because in 2020, I was turning 40. I'm like, oh, I'm going to climb a mountain for my 40th birthday and launch this next decade. And so I asked some friends that were into mountaineering, if you could climb one mountain in the whole world, what would it be? And the general consensus was a mountain named Ama de Blom. And it is a mountain that we all know if we've seen a Paramount Pictures movie, because it's the Paramount Pictures logo that has the stars all circling around it. And it also means the mother's necklace. So I'm like, oh, this is a perfect mountain perfect. for me. I'm going to climb this mountain. So I'm starting to train and COVID happens. And so now we're not traveling anywhere. And I'm a homeschool teacher to seven amazing children because schools are shut down. And my son is struggling with his math homework. So I'm giving him the proverbial pep talk, like we do hard things. You've got this. And he looked at me and he goes, if we do hard things, why are you climbing a mountain called I'm a dumb blonde instead of a real mountain like Mount Everest? I said, <laughs> I'm a dumb not I'm a dumb blonde, but thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know what? Do your homework. We'll look at Everest. So he did and we did. And then he went to bed and I was still looking at Everest. And I thought, why not? If Everest is the hardest mountain in the whole world to him, I'm going to climb it and show him that whatever our heart is, we can summit. And so I'm call a coach. He gets me ready for Everest and he sends me a book about becoming an uphill athlete. So I'm reading the book and in the front of it, there's this lady who got a Guinness world record for doing something in the Alps. And I was kind of feeling like a crappy parent, like homeschooling, not easy. Homeschooling seven children, definitely not easy. And I thought to myself, if I got a Guinness world record, my kids would think I'm the coolest mom in the whole world because I am not cool right now at all. And my coach was kind of like joking with me. He's like, I'll think of something. Like, okay, fine, but listen, I'm not growing pumpkins, speed eating hot dogs, like all the weird things, right? He's like, no, 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 we'll think of something good. And then a few weeks later, my coach calls me. He's like, hey, I think I found the perfect record. I'm like, okay. He's like, I think you should be the first female to climb the seven second summits. I'm like, what? What are the what? What's? He's like, the seven second summits. I'm like, okay. He's like, let me tell you. He goes, it's the second highest point on each of the seven continents. They're harder than the first seven. In fact, they've only been done by one male and you would be the first female to do it. And he goes, think about it. Seven continents, seven mountains, seven children. It kind of sounds like a jackpot. I'm like, it does sound like a jackpot actually. And so I looked at it with my kids and I thought about it. I'm like, I want to explore the world. I want to have impact. I want to do hard things. This checks all the boxes. And so I said, yes. 
I'd never slept in a tent before, but you know, we were going to figure those details out. It was going to be fine. Wow. What a journey. I'm, I mean, I'm, you guys can't see me, but I'm nodding over here. (laughs) I'm just like, Oh my goodness. I love these analogies, especially as a parent, right? Right now, like I said, I have two, so it's not nearly as much as you. And my husband homeschools them, so it works out. But we are in that at that age where everything is really hard and I can't do it. And my letters have to be perfect. And if it's not perfect, then it's not worth doing. And really trying to encourage them in that growth mindset of like, we can do hard things. We can do these things that are struggles. And look, dad does hard things. Mom does hard things. And like giving them these affirmations, but you have taken it to a whole nother level, climbing mountains. What were kind of those initial thoughts on like gearing up for it and practicing for it? And were were there any points where you were like, really had to pep talk yourself up? Oh, yeah. All of the above, right? So first of all, you celebrate a mountaintop because there's like a thousand times before you reach that summit that you wanted to turn around. Like at least a thousand times, right? So you're like, oh my goodness, I overpowered my desire to turn around a bazillion times. I'm going to take this photo. I'm going to wave my flag. I'm going to show you that I made it because I almost didn't every step before this one, right? So that's a thing. And then also we have so many limiting beliefs, right? Like I was, okay, this sounds like a great idea, but I can't do that. I don't have time to train. I can't be away from my kids that long. Those mountains are hard. I don't know how to like sleep in a tent. Like there's so many things that are easy to keep us stuck. But when you commit to a life of doing hard things, then you realize, well, I don't care what's easy. Like I want it. The hard doesn't matter. I'm here to do hard things. That's how you expand. That's how you grow. That's how you become. And so instead of allowing my energy to focus on all the ways that I couldn't or shouldn't or it wasn't going to work. I allowed those to exist, but then I also allowed myself the ability to explore and get curious about, well, how might it work? How could this potentially come to fruition? What could this possibly look like? Because it's going to take a little creativity to make it all come together. And for example, I needed to train, right? Like you don't just go show up and say, here I am, let's try this. So I would get out and hikes as much as I could. I live in Park City, which is helpful. But then I would also bring a 12 inch step to a kid's soccer game. And I would have a backpack full of water bottles and I'd be going up and down that step so that I could get fitness in. Was it as great as hiking? No, but was it better than just sitting and watching the game? A hundred percent. So you start to get creative and you figure out ways to make it work for you that allow you to do the thing. Once you hit that peak, right? And you've done that hard thing. I know for me, as I'm just someone who like, once I do the thing, I'm always on to the next. How do you ensure that you celebrate before moving on to the next height for you? Yeah, it's funny because I just finished this quest right on June 1st of 2023. And people always ask like, what's next? What's next? I'm like, you know what? I'm not allowing a what's next for a year. Because it is so easy for me to start something and really hard for me to stop. And I am sick of the what's next. I want to celebrate what is and just appreciate this moment that I have right now and learn how to find joy in the calm, joy in the not doing, joy in the 
not chasing something, right? And that's my journey. That's a struggle for me. That's hard because I like to be busy and I like to do. But yeah, you definitely, you learn quickly that when you climb a mountain, for example, when we climbed Everest, we were at the top for 10 minutes, 10 minutes. And then we went back down the mountain and he sat there and he thought like, man, if I waited to have fun or waited to like all the things till I got to this point, I just wasted a year of training and I was lucky I was already in shape. So it only took me a year to get in shape forever. Some people it takes decades, right? I mean, it's a a lifelong pursuit and you realize so much of whatever we're chasing is the journey. The destination will come. How much fun are you having in the pursuit of getting to where you're going? Everybody just kind of sit with that for a second. (laughs) Those last two lines were absolute gold. We focus so much on that end, on getting to that thing, but it's really about the journey. It's about how we grow as humans and as people, right? And the lessons that we learn along the way that we can take through our entire life. Moving on to your book, your book's coming out in January. So depending on when people are listening to this episode, go pre-order it. Go read it if it's out already. But what are what are some things that we can expect from your book and maybe one lesson that we can learn? So the book is titled Breakproof, Seven Strategies to Build Resilience and Achieve Your Life Goals. And the reason why I named it Breakproof is because we're going to break on our pursuits, right? And when we break, we have the proof. What's working? What's not working? What do we need to shift? It it gives us a moment to say, hey, is this the mountain I even want to climb? Or do I want to do something else now that I got this far down the path? And so I really take people on the seven summits that I go climb. So I take you to each one of those mountains, share an experience from there to bring you into that life or death situation or bring you into that extreme environment so that it illustrates a point that isn't so black and white in our everyday lives so that you can look at that, understand it and be like, oh, you know what? I always run out of juice when I'm trying to do something. I wonder why that is. Well, big mountains take big teams. So if Mm -hmm. you have a big pursuit that you're chasing and you're running out of energy to make it happen, are you doing too much of the work? Do you not have enough people to help you, to cheer you on, to hold you accountable, to make the load more fun, more enjoyable, more reasonable, all those things. So like, that's one of the lessons that you take away from the book is big mountains take big teams. Another lesson that you take away is wave your flag. It is really fun to talk about our pursuits when they're done, right? Like I did this thing, I'm done. Now you get to share it, blah, 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 blah. It is not so fun sharing our pursuits when we're in the middle right? When we're getting our butt kicked, when things aren't going like we planned and like all this stuff feels so heavy and hard and messy. But when you wave your flag throughout your whole pursuit, you're telling the world, here's what I'm trying to do. Here's what I need. And here's how I can help. And it's amazing when people know what you're pursuing, how they show up and say, hey, guess what? I can help you here. Or can you help me here? And the journey becomes so much more than the goal becomes all these extra things that add color to your story. And it's kind of become humbled about what becomes available. Yeah. Oh, that's so incredible. I love that. And I love that you mentioned 
heartbreaking, right? Because we have this idea that like, no, we should never fail. We, you know, failures are always lessons. Sometimes we just really do fail and that's okay. Like that's a part of the human experience. But getting to that breaking point, I mean, you got to pursue to get to that breaking point. You can't just sit down and be like, "Eh, it'll come to me when it gets to me. You got to go after it. So I love that. I love that idea and just that concept. So definitely everybody go check out that book. Moving on to your podcast, your podcast, you started it this year, correct? So I had one named Take a Break that kind of played with Breakproof. And then I outgrew that title a little bit. Isn't that funny how we evolve and things shift? So then I changed the podcast to Seek Your Summit because I realized I was interviewing more people that have had success. So we kind of go through their success story. And then we talk about how they turn that success into significance. Mm. Okay. So how do they impact the next generation or what are they doing now that they arrive to the mountaintop? And how are they empowering and impacting their community, the people around them, and their lives in general? And so I'm like, you know what? We're changing the name of the podcast to Seeker Summit to match that a little bit better. I love that. We've had people on who have gone through kind of those rebrands of their shows. And I love that it's always, well, it just didn't feel right, right? Like, it's just like, it was good. And it was great. And it just it wasn't hitting what I wanted it to hit. And so we just shifted a little bit, or we we tweaked a few things. And it really imp- like embodied what it was that we were trying to accomplish. So I love that. What made you get into podcasting in the first place? Because obviously, this is the listeners to leads show. And we love talking about people's podcasts. Oh my gosh, I freaking love podcasting. And I didn't know I would, right? Like I like to listen to them, but I thought, oh, I'm going to be terrible at this or whatever. And in the beginning, you are terrible. Like, I'm sorry. That's just the part of starting. You don't get to skip terrible. I wish you could. It's not anybody's story. So embrace it. And I got into it because it was a great way to meet people and to build out a platform and kind of find my tribe. And I'm now releasing like two episodes a week because I interviewed too many people and I had too many in the in the, in the system. I'm like, I cannot have episodes that are going to, they're going to start to age. So we started to have to release more episodes out so that everything stays fresh and new and timely. But I just love it. I love people's stories. I love their comeback story of like what set them this way or that way, or how did they make decisions and why did they make that decision and would they make that decision again? And it's just, it's fun to dissect the human experience. And you can hear it in your voice, right? So, and especially as a mom, I don't want to get dressed up every time that I have to get on video to like do a thing. I'd rather just sit behind a mic in my Snuggie and record an episode, mostly because my husband keeps the house very, very, very cold. Like, I just want to snuggle up and then talk to my audience. But you can express that excitement. You can express that connection with people in such a deep way on podcasting. I just, uh, like you, I love it as a platform. I think it is fantastic. And you get to meet people that you most likely would never never be able to meet in any other capacity. So it is so wonderful. What's kind of next for your podcast as you're kind of like shifting into this and you've got the book release? We have one client where they have a book coming out and they're doing kind of like a mini series within the podcast leading up to the book launch. Are you doing anything like that? Just as considering people who have podcasts and also have books coming out, if there are any tips, tricks or strategies that you are personally implementing in using your show to promote the book. 
Yeah. So what I'm doing is I'm taking the different chapters and finding different people that have kind of lived that particular story to share their version of that lesson. And so then we're going to start releasing those when the book becomes available to people and be like, yeah, this ties back into our chapter and we're excited to release this. And I don't know, we connect through story, right? And so it's just a way to build the audience and to say, oh, this resonated with me. I want to buy the book to see if there's other things that resonate with me. And it's fun. It's fun. The book just became an Amazon new release bestseller last weekend, which was a huge win. Yes, I'm so excited about it. And yeah, right? I mean, your heart and soul goes into a book. I'd rather climb a mountain all day long. <laughs> no, different different tasks, right? Different parts of your brain needing to, to work on creating each of those experiences. So you have quite a big audience and you're growing your audience. What has your podcast been able to do for you in growing your audience or connecting maybe with your audience on a deeper level? You know, it's opened me up to opportunities for others. Like I love being a platform where someone has a hardship and all of a sudden that hardship, you know, like our pain becomes our purpose. And so then they step into that purpose and they're raising money for a charity or they're trying to get this thing solved or whatever that is. And just being able to share that story with others and know you're a part of the success is such an honor. Yeah, it's those personal messages that you get that say, this made a difference in my life. I think it is just podcasting is such an impactful way to do that, where, you know, people on social media, they're there to scroll. They're there for the dopamine hits. They're they're there to get those quick bites of whatever. Whereas when you get to a podcast, you're choosing, I want to spend the next 20 minutes with this person. And it's so much more intimate than any other platform I found. Agreed. Is there anything else that you want to share with the audience before we let them know where to find you, hang out with you, listen to your show, pre-order your book, and we'll obviously make sure to have all that in the show notes. But is there anything else that you wanted to share as like a last little hoorah for the audience members? Yeah, you know, my accident reminded me that we don't get to choose when we die, but we Mm. sure get to choose how we live. So if you're listening to this podcast today, I invite you to do one thing that you choose today for you and Mm -hmm. lean into that and celebrate that and own that because you're here to do you and nobody can do you like you. Uh, So good. Yes. (laughs) So true, especially as a mom. And that was something that I was thinking of as you were sharing your story initially, like societally we're told, live for your kids, live for your kids, live for your kids. And you kind of get to a point where it's like, what about me? <laughs> what do I want my life to be? And, and I think that that's why so many women get to the point of becoming empty nesters. And they're like, what am I doing? Like, I don't have anything to achieve now because I've achieved my thing. And so I think it's so important as women, but also as people just to to do life for us. So I love that so much. Where can people find you, listen to your show, hang out with you, connect with you on social media? Um, Yeah. So please check out jendrummond.com. On my website, you will have access to all my social media handles. So pick your favorite platform, say hello, let me know that you found me from here. From my website, you can hire me for speaking, you can join a challenge, coaching, retreat, and also buy the book. So please say hello. I love connecting with people that are making things happen. 
Ah, lovely. And like I said, we'll make sure we have all that in the show notes. Thank you so much, Jen. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Listeners to Leads. If you found something in this episode valuable, I would really appreciate it if you shared it with a friend who you know would also get value from it. Want to send me a message? My favorite place to hang out is Instagram. You can find me at alicia.galati. Let me know what your favorite takeaway was from the episode. And don't forget, turning those listeners into leads is actually easy.